welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. Hope you are well. Here we are at the end of January. We're here, the end of the longest, slowest, but also somehow fastest month going. I think that's what the pandemic has done to us all. It's the weird sense of time. Nobody can quite figure out if it's fast or slow, both or whatever. But anyway, we're here at the end of January. And because it's payday today for lots of people, I thought it'd be a good time to talk about podcast kit that you can buy. In particular, podcast kit that you can buy if you're not a tech geek. And I'll talk about why it's for not tech geeks in a second. This is one of my favourite subjects. I mean, everything's my favourite subject when it comes to podcasting, but kit? Ah. I love it, right? And I make no secret of the fact that I love it and I would buy it all if I could, but I can't. And I don't need to either. Nobody tell my husband I just said that. But when I first started out doing podcasting, I was a little bit, more than a little bit clueless about where to start. There's so much choice out there. And there were a lot of words and terms that I wasn't familiar with, such as audio interface. Yep, I wasn't quite sure what audio interface meant. I knew what one was, I just didn't know what it was called. Which, if you listen to my husband again, he'll tell you that's exactly how I do directions. I can never remember road names. So I can get to places, but I'm never quite sure what road I'm on to tell you if you wanted directions. Never ask me. So I knew what the kit was. I just didn't know what it was called. I didn't know kind of the technical, technical details about it. Because I was going from a world of radio where all the kit was there ready for me to this more DIY world of podcasting. So I did the most sensible thing I could think of and probably the most sensible thing I've ever done. I asked a couple of my radio engineer friends for their advice and probably for the first time in living memory, I actually followed their advice. I don't know who's more shocked, me or them. Now, obviously, I have learned a fair bit over the years too. And even though I have learned a fair bit, I do still regularly check in with my radio engineer friends for sort of extra advice, top up ideas, and just to get their second opinion on things because this is their speciality. This is what they do best. This is what they're paid to do many, many times. So this is kind of a combination of my knowledge, their knowledge, and general knowledge as well. Don't worry, there's not a quiz at the end. And of course, let's not forget, I have a habit of collecting microphones, don't I? Eight at last count. There are far worse hobbies I could be doing. Don't know what, but there are far worse hobbies I could be doing than collecting microphones in my spare time. Hey, I could be back in lockdown one when I went out and bought ridiculous logo sloganed t-shirts for a coping mechanism. 
See, worse hobbies out there. But where do you start then when it comes to getting kit for your podcast? Hey, guess what the answer is? Come on, give me two guesses. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the type of podcast you want to make. Yeah, our old friend, it depends. Back again, it's been a while. But it really does depend on what you want to do with your podcast. If you just want it to be you every week, then you really don't need an all singing, all dancing, podcast mixing desk, podcast super duper kit. If, however, you want to bring guests in from all over the place on different inputs, so on a phone, on the Zoom, on Skype, on another microphone, on a different line somewhere else, then you are going to have to have a look at what you might need. You might need a fancy pants mixing desk. You might need a bit more professional help. But for today, we're not going to worry about that. We're going to do the kit you can get hold of, the kit you can use, the kit you need if you're not a tech geek. Two weeks away from Valentine's and you're going to get a kiss from me. Yeah, keep it simple, stupid. Nothing more. And the reason I'm doing this is because it's so easy to get overwhelmed by what's out there. It's so easy to get confused by what's out there. And if the overwhelm, the confusion and the the fear of getting it wrong is what's stopping you from doing a podcast, then hopefully this will take away that barrier for you because you don't need everything to be all singing, all dancing to start with. You just need to start, get used to doing it, get better at doing it, enjoy doing it and then upgrade your kit to the next level. Okay, that's, I think if there's anything to learn, that would be it. And also make it easy for yourself to start with. Why go ahead and learn something brand new when you probably don't need to? That's my thoughts on the matter anyway. So if you're doing a one person podcast, you solo, don't need to worry about anyone else, then actually I'm pretty confident you've got everything you need to make a podcast right now. Yep everything you need. And I'd love you to prove me right on this. Actually, I want you to have a think and go, actually, Charlotte, you're right. Don't prove me wrong on this, please. So when it comes to recording your solo podcast, I bang on about this all the time because it's true. You only need a smartphone or a tablet to record. In fact, I'll tell you why I bang on about it all the time. It's because how I started my first podcast was with just my phone, my iPhone and nothing else. That was it. So I'm fairly sure you know how to use your phone right now. Yeah. Or if you just got a new one and you can't figure it out a little bit, I'm still in a bit of a unsure mode because I got a new phone last year and it still winds me up. There's the way the system is, but that's the uh, operating system. Nothing to do with the phone itself. So having a phone that you know how to use is a great starting point because you're not going to have to spend too long learning how to work the kit. So uh, yeah, crack on. You can get your podcast going, can't you? Yes, you can. So you can record straight into your phone. Now, if you want to do this, you can hold the phone up to your face in the way you would normally talk on the phone to a real life human being. And if you do that, that will produce the best quality because that's the way phone microphones are designed to work. So record what you want to say straight into a voice memo app. Start recording before you put your phone up to your ear. I know that sounds obvious, but sometimes I forget. Um, 
There are other apps you can download for your phone to record on. I regularly use the Rode Reporter app and the uh, Lexus Audio Editor if I'm recording on my phone and nothing else kind of thing. Or my iPad sometimes. Um, They are super simple, really are. I mean, I'm talking like big button simple. (laughs) You know, the phone you get your mum and dad when they're getting a little bit older that's the level we're at. And that's great because that's the level we want. We want to keep it simple, don't we? Well, I do. Now, if you don't want to use your phone to record, you can record directly onto your laptop or your computer. I'm going to say something and it always ends up being controversial because I think Zoom is acceptable. I truly, truly do. I think Zoom is absolutely acceptable to use to record. And you can use it if you've got guests, talk about that a bit later, but you can also use it if it's just you. In fact, one of my clients does. She records it straight into Zoom, sends it over to me and I do the rest. But that's because she's happy and confident using Zoom compared to any other kind of um, uh, software. And I would rather she was happy and comfortable and relaxed and getting the best out of herself because she's not worrying about whether she's pressed record in the right time or if anything else is going wrong. What's, it, it just makes sense. So if you are used to Zoom as a tool, keep using it, even if it is just you. Talking about that client, talk about myself. I use Zoom if I'm just needing to record videos for for people. I'll just use Zoom. There's other things I could use that are probably far better quality, but I know how to use Zoom. I'm confident using it. So I'll just hop in a meeting, start a meeting, press record, record my video, save it down, send it to the person who does the rest for me. And that works. And I'm not worrying about if I'm doing it right, if the file is right, this, that and the other it's fine and it works and that's okay. Now, is the audio quality as good on Zoom as if you recorded into software designed for vocal recording? Well, guess what? No, it's not. Easy as that, it really isn't. But is it good enough? And yeah, yes, it absolutely is. If you are bringing great content, good content, strong content and great value to your audience, then a slight dip in quality, a slight not quite as good as recording into a different app is fine. And I say it all the time, I know, but now more than ever, I would say we are far more forgiving of slightly lower quality audio so long as we can understand what is being said and what is being said is that cracking content. So if using Zoom to record your podcasts is what's going to get you podcasting, then do it. I give you full permission to use Zoom. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Use it and get it done. And like I say, once you get confident recording using Zoom, you might want to move on to other software that is a little bit more specialised. But you've got that confidence from Zoom and that's kind of like your your starter and then you'll go on and do something else a little bit more sophisticated because that's what we do. We grow and we develop. 
If you don't want to use Zoom, there are voice memo type apps that you can download from the internet and use in the same way as you would on your phone. If you're a Mac user, you've got GarageBand pre-installed for you and it's got some pre-loaded settings to make your voice sound super good, super sexy. I tend to stick to natural if I'm using it, but some of them can be quite fun to play around with. I think robot and telephone voice, um, I'm debating doing a whole podcast in, in both of those just for just for fun and games. Um, but GarageBand is there, it's on your Mac straight away and the settings are all done for you. You just press record and you talk. Easy as that. And then press stop. Easy as that. Really good fun. And useful that it's free. And if you're a Windows user, you've got Windows Voice Recorder as well. Also free and from what I've seen, really simple to use. And there are also um, other various editing softwares that you can record directly into as well. I'll talk more about these different ones in the editing section. Otherwise, I think like this is going to get a little bit messy and I'll just keep repeating myself when it comes to the editing section. So be aware that the editing software that's out there, you can record directly into it as well, but we're not going to talk about that until a little bit later. Of course, taking your recording away from your phone to a computer changes your need for a microphone. It changes it from, you don't really need one, just use your, just use your mobile phone, to flipping heck, you need to get a microphone. Because you will need something more than your inbuilt laptop or computer microphone because if you don't use a microphone and you just use the inbuilt microphone, it's going to sound as though you're on a hands-free, miles away, in a toilet, because it's going to be echoey as well. Now, I know that just a few minutes ago, I told you that not perfect audio is okay. And it is. But a dip in quality is very different from not being able to hear and understand what's being said. And yes, you can hear what's being said when it comes to using an external microphone or the internal microphone, sorry, on your computer. But it's much harder to understand and you don't want to make your life difficult for you or the people who are listening. Okay. Now, here's another confession. Buying my first microphone was really daunting for me. And again, it's because there's so much choice and not just choice in what microphone you get. The choice in how much you spend is massive as well. And just the difference in prices scared me. I didn't want to spend a load of money and end up with a rubbish microphone, nor did I want to get a cheap microphone and end up having to buy another one quickly because the cheap microphone wasn't good enough. I was essentially scared of getting it wrong because especially at that point I had not much money to do I, had to, I could only buy once and I had there was no kind of buy once and well get another one get another one it was buy once until we gained a bit of momentum but I have some very good news for you the best microphone for you is the one that you have it sounds wise that doesn't it, it sounds really deep meaningful and wise I've got to confess now, I stole that line of my friend Ant McGinley, and he is right. Nobody knows what your podcast will sound like on a quote-unquote better microphone. They only know what it sounds like on your current microphone. So use that current microphone. I'm 99% sure 
you've already got a good enough microphone to record your podcast. In fact, I'm going to go a little bit further. I'm almost willing to bet my mortgage on you having that microphone on you right now, or at least very near you. Because your phone headphones or your earpods, if you're a bit posher than me, are more than fine to begin recording your podcast on. Yep, you have absolutely got permission to not go and look for a brand new microphone and use what you already have. And the reason why I keep going back to using the stuff that you already have is because you know how to use it. And I'm trying my best not to sound like I'm being patronising, but if you know how to use something and that comfort of knowing how to use something and knowing that actually it is okay to use it, if all of that combines helps you to record your podcast, then guess what? Just go ahead and use them. Don't complicate things. Use what you've got and get that confidence from podcasting regularly. That's not to say if you want to get all fancy pants and get a USB microphone, then you shouldn't or anything like that. Of course, if you want to get all fancy pants, go and get yourself a USB microphone, one that will straight away plug into your computer and start recording a real plug and play simple microphone. And they're out there. Personally, I love the Rode USB microphone. I'm recording it on one this evening. The full size one I've got and the mini they're both brilliant. They're essentially the same, just different sizes. And when I say they're beyond simple to use, they really, really are. Literally, I took it out of the box. I plugged it in my computer for the USB port. Is it the USB port? The USB slot, whatever, the USB bit. Told you, I told you, I know what things are. I just don't know what they're called, right? I literally got the, the, the microphone came out of the box. I plugged it into the USB bit. I started talking and it was done. That was it. That was it. So, so simple. And the other good thing about the Rode USB microphone is it has a headphone jack so you can listen to yourself. It's not just because I love the sound of my own voice. I mean, yes, I do. But it's not why you want to be listening to yourself on the headphone jack. Not on the headphone jack, on the headphones that you put in on the headphone jack. The reason you want to monitor yourself is because you can pick up any extra background noise that you wouldn't normally pick up. And you can just hear what you sound like and make sure you're sounding okay, And it's not sounding echoey and horrible or, or anything else that you don't want to hear. And no, I'm not on commission from Rode. I wish I was because all I talk about is how much I love Rode microphones. So... I recommend the Rode USB microphone for a couple of reasons. The main reason being it is really simple and it's also really hard to get it wrong. So it's simple to operate in that it's simple to set up, but it's really, really simple to use and difficult to sound off mic unless you're not talking into it. You know, if you're talking to the other side of the room, like I've just turned my head around, then yes, you are going to sound off mic. If you're talking into the microphone, you are going to sound good. There are other microphones out there at around about the same price point as the Rode USB that can make your life a little bit more 
difficult. I'm talking about the Blue Yeti, which is a really, really good microphone and it's recommended by people all over the place. And I get why it's recommended by people all over the place. I don't recommend it in this situation because I'm talking about simplicity. The Yeti has different settings and I've heard it being set up wrong so many times and on so many podcasts and it makes me so sad. So the one that I've got, the Rode mic, is a cardioid setting. So it's unidirectional, one direction only, and it is at the front. So as long as I talk into the right side of the microphone, it's going to sound good. The Yeti has all kinds of different settings. It's got omnidirectional, bidirectional, cardioid, all all over the place. And that means that, say for example you are using the omnidirectional setting when what you wanted was the cardioid, the front setting, you're going to end up picking up noises throughout the room rather than it just being concentrated on the front bit of the microphone. And you probably won't get the sound you wanted or expected and you'll get frustrated. I know I do when I don't get the right sounds. Equally, if you have the Yeti on the cardioid setting and what you wanted was the bi-directional so you could share the mic with a co-host or a guest in the room, then one of you is going to sound horribly off mic. And when I mean bi-directional, it's the front and the back so that both of you can be talking into your bit of the microphone. If you're not, if you've got it on the wrong setting, then one person's potentially going to sound really off mic and it'll be the one person, mm -hmm, it'll be the one person that does all the talking that sounds off mic. That's how it goes. That's called podcasting law, something like that. So yes, the Blue Yeti is recommended a lot. And yes, it's not a terrible microphone. But if you want something where you don't have to worry if you've got the right settings switched on, then I would go for the the Rode USB. Or you've also got the Blue Snowball, which is a, a slightly more lower down price. Similar to the Rode, it has a front-facing option and a front-facing option only, and it's a literal simple plug and play, really simple to use. And, oh gosh, I'm going to sound terrible. I'm not the biggest fan of the Snowball. However, it is a million times better than just recording direct into your computer. So if that's your choice, use the Snowball, use it. It doesn't have a headphone jack though, this is the downside, so you can't monitor yourself talking. And maybe it is only me that likes to listen to themselves talking, but it's something that again, you would want to get used to because hearing what's going on around you is quite important to make sure that you're not picking up any extra, I was gonna say waifs and strays, but what I mean is like any extra bits of noise that you weren't expecting. So because this is a review of Simple Tech, I would guide you towards going for the Rode USB if you wanted a microphone or the Blue Snowball if microphone buying is what you're after at this point and you didn't want to just rely on your headphones or your AirPods to do your recording. I'm going to leave it here for now for recording podcasts. There are other options for you to record your podcasts, including podcast recorders, um, podcast desks, I guess you would call them, but that you can put memory cards in to record so the re podcast recorders in a different way. I'm not going to talk about those because I think that adds a layer of complexity that I'm not looking to cover in this episode. This episode is all about 
keeping it simple, not being a tech geek, because I just think if I keep going down a route where we're going to talk about podcast recorders and desks and all that type of thing, then I'm going to get tech geeky. And I did promise there wouldn't be any tech geekiness. I will do a review of these in another episode later on. Don't know when, but I will cover it. I just want to make it as easy as possible for you to get going with your podcast. So I'm going to leave it for now with the kit that you hopefully are pretty familiar with. So smartphone, laptop, And if you're not familiar with a microphone just yet, I've given you a choice. I've given you an option of just using your headphones, the microphone that's in your headphones. So this is all stuff that I'm fairly confident. I mean, 99.9% confident you are using and you are happy using as well. Now, if you want to do a podcast that has more than one person, more than one voice in it, the good news is involving guests or co-hosts doesn't have to make life that more complicated. Woohoo, right? I mean, especially in these times of social distancing and lockdown, I actually think it makes it a little bit easier. I'm going to assume that we're not having anyone in the same room just yet. Okay, so we are in different rooms. We're going to be remote recording. And there are some great options out there for us. Zoom is one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Go back to what I said a little earlier. You use it already. Your guest is likely to use it already. You use it for your podcast job done. However, if there is more than one of you, what you can do is record your podcasts on separate tracks when you're using Zoom. Doing this means you and your guest will be recorded on, funnily enough, different tracks, and then those tracks get put together in the edit process. So, If you sneeze, for example, while your guest is talking, that can be removed without deleting what your guest is saying because you can just quieten your track down and the guest track keeps on going. To record on separate tracks sounds complicated. It really isn't. You just need to open Zoom, go to Preferences, click on Recording. You'll see an option to tick a box which says record a separate audio file for each participant. Tick that box and you're away. You only need to do that once, but because I am me, the girl who had a backup wedding dress, I do double check it every time I record because I don't trust anybody or indeed anything to work in my favour. We've all lived through 2020. Other good options that you can use are Zencaster and Squadcast. There are others, but Zencaster and Squadcast tend to be the ones that are used the most. Both have been designed for podcasters to do recordings on. Zencaster has a great free option, but as it stands at the moment, there's no video option, so you can't see who you're talking to. Squadcast has no free option, but it does have video. Both are really simple to use, and I mean really simple to use for you and for whoever else is joining you on your podcast episode. Only one of you needs an account. I'm guessing that will be you sending out all the requests for interviews. And once you're set up and you kind of set up your recording, all you need to do is you you get a link to send to the other person who will then be able to join the recording. They don't need to download any software beforehand. So that's a benefit over Zoom. And 
it is a better audio quality. And if audio quality is what's important to you, then yes, you are going to go for this option, I would say. The audio files that you get as well are MP3. In Zoom, you don't get MP3 files, they're M4A files, which means if you want to upload those files anywhere, they need to be converted to MP3 first. On the grounds, I don't think we're really going to be doing any close contact in-person recording anytime soon. So now we've recorded our podcast. Woohoo! Editing time. The simplest editing is no editing. Can't get simpler. You really, really can't. You can just go, I've recorded my podcast. Boom, off it goes into the platform that I'm using to host it. And that really is simple and no tech geekery needed. However, you might want to get rid of a few big mistakes, the really big ones where you get your name wrong. I've done that. The ones where there's sneezes, there's coughing fits, or just burps and belches. Again, just me, probably. Because I'll be honest with you, it's far easier to get rid of those and start again than it is to record everything all over again, especially if you're right at the end of your uh, podcast, 22 minutes, let's say, and the podcast you reckon is going to go off about 25 and something happens and you think, oh, what? I've got to go right back to the beginning, the beginning of this episode and re-record it, even though I was just minutes away from finishing. So yeah, you might want to get a little bit of editing going at least. Not all editing software though is created equally and one person will tell you the system they use is the best. Another one will tell you that the software they use is the best and then you'll have another person and another person and everybody has an opinion and where do you start? Don't worry, I'll tell you where you can start. You don't have to edit, number one. However, if you are going to edit, find a system that you like. I use Adobe Audition because I think it's really simple and quite intuitive. Now, it's probably intuitive to me because I've been using it for many more years than I care to think about. In fact, it was very much similar to many of the editing packages that I used in radio. So for me, Adobe Audition is really simple and really intuitive. However, I would say that Audacity is probably simpler to use. It's free. It's basic, although that's really not a negative term when I say it's basic. It does what it needs to do. It doesn't have all the flashing lights and the shiny things. Yes, it does have elements in it that you can use to clean up bits of your audio. You can do the fade in and out, the transitions and all of that, but it doesn't have a lot of other fancy pants things to distract you with. So if you just wanted to trim the beginning and end of your podcast, take out some really obvious mistakes and maybe add an intro and an outro, then Audacity is absolutely perfect for you. And if that's what you're starting out with, that is absolutely the right thing. You don't need to over edit. You don't need to put all the production values in that, uh, let's say one of the big studios does or the BBC does or Global do or any of the other big podcast players who've come from radio and have that radio production mind. 
Don't worry about that. Have you got your message across? Yes or no? That's what you need to worry about. Are you talking to the right person? Yes or no? That's what you need to worry about. Content is much, much better. And just think about it. When it comes to editing, I always say, keep as much of you in your podcast as as you can, really. I would honestly just start with getting rid of the really obvious mistakes. Add yourself an intro and an outro and crack on. Keep it simple, remember. Don't make me kiss you again. I hope this episode has been really useful for you. It's been quite fun for me to just have a bit of a play around and look at some kit and um, get some kit bought maybe for myself because I was looking at all kinds of things. But I just wanted to to kind of get across that you don't need to have an all singing, all dancing podcast studio. You don't need an all singing, all dancing, most fancy pants, expensive kit going. And that actually the vast majority of what you need to start podcasting is in your office, in your home office, in your kitchen, wherever it is you're working at the moment. It is there and it is inside you as well because it's the content as well. Let me know what you use kit-wise. Have you got more than eight microphones? Can you beat that? I'd love it if you could because then my husband might think I'm not a total weirdo. Um, yeah, let me know what, what you use for your podcast recording. Love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me on all the usual socials. LinkedIn, I am Charlotte Foster Podcast Queen. On Instagram, I'm Charlotte Foster Podcasts, which is what you'll find me on Facebook as, as well. And on Twitter, I am at CF Podcasts. Look after yourself and I will speak to you soon. <laughs>